0: I heard somebody trying to order grits. It was 4 in the morning. And I looked over and I said, I'm trying to write a grits cookbook. And the gentleman said, can I come and sit with you? And I said, yeah, sure. And it was Greg Allman from the Allman Brothers Band. So thus, I wrote the grits cookbook. And then people kept saying, honey, I have your book. I want something I can open up and eat. So I came up with grits bits. I said, how can I make a bowl of cheese grits into a snack? And that's what I did. That's Diane Pfeiffer. She is one of several Georgia-grown makers
1: who we met in July at the Atlanta International Gift and Home Furnishings Market at America's Mart. Her story, along with the others we spoke to, inspired us about the power and possibility of entrepreneurship in our home state.
2: In today's episode, we explore America's Mart in downtown Atlanta, weaving through the aisles to report on the Georgia-grown businesses who are making a major mark not only locally, but globally. We learn about the history of an iconic Atlanta building, the marketing and economic development program of the Georgia Department of Agriculture, known as Georgia Grown, and the businesses that comprise their network.
1: We're listening to Peach and Prosperity. We're a dad and daughter duo who share stories of economic, cultural, and historical significance around Georgia. Because while Atlanta's got a lot going on, we've been exploring our great state, from Savannah to Statesboro to Thomasville to Helen, and everywhere in between.
2: We were able to road trip around Georgia within one building, thanks to America's Mark. So like us, you probably pass by these buildings with an official address on Peachtree Street, but they sprawl over onto Ted Derner Boulevard and take up about 7.1 million square feet.
1: For years, we've wondered what's inside those buildings with the awnings labeled Buildings 1, 2, and 3. Turns out the shows are open to buyers and sellers, but not the general public. However, we finally had our chance to take a look with our press passes in hand.
2: To learn more about this iconic building, its founder and story over time, We met up with Sarah Mount, VP of Marketing at International Market Centers.
3: So it's kind of like the CES of the electronics industry. It's where products are seen first, They are displayed here, and in the months following a retailer's visit to market, a consumer will see those products on the shelves at a retail store. America's Mart is a permanent trade show complex, so it is made up of about 7 million square feet of gift and home furnishings and apparel trade show space. Every market, we have manufacturers who come to the show, and they exhibit their products for interior designers and retailers, and specifiers to come and purchase for their client work or for their retail stores. America's Mart is the vision of legendary architect John C. Portman. He really was looking for a venue for commerce. So he designed this three-campus complex, a permanent and temporary trade show space. For over 60 years, America's Mart has operated as a family-owned company. It was formed in 1957. And then just last year, in 2018, we joined forces with a company called International Market Centers, which is now our parent company. Together we own and operate the three major gift and home furnishings markets in the country. Here in the heart of downtown Atlanta, Mr. Portman really wanted to create an efficient marketplace for commerce to happen. He created these three buildings and connected them with sky bridges so that buyers and sellers could move about this 7 million square foot campus with ease. So you don't need to go up and down escalators and down to the ground level and back up. You can move from building one to building three quickly and
1: get work done efficiently and effectively. To help businesses showcase in the best and brightest spaces, the new owner, International Market Center's, announced a major renovation of these buildings that attracts 80,000 attendees from all 50 states and 70 countries and has a 561 million dollar impact on the city of Atlanta.
2: Our unofficial tour guide for the show was Sarah Cook, the director of domestic trade at the Georgia Department of Agriculture. She met us outside the temporaries exhibit hall.
1: Sarah is the epitome of Southern hospitality. She greets us warmly as we get off the escalator. Even though we've never met before, we recognize her instantly, thanks to her Georgia Grown logo on her dress. And we begin to learn more about the meaningful work she leads as she takes us on a tour around the Mart.
4: You can get some cheese straw crunching here. (laughs) Okay, let's find it. All right, let's walk this way. Each floor has a different theme. So this floor is the Gourmet Foods floor. This is where the temporaries are, which means these companies only come in for the week of market. So Gourmet Foods is here on the third floor at America's Mart. That's where our Georgia Grown companies fit best because they're artisanal, handmade a lot of times, very unique, very special products. And the buyers that are looking for those products for their stores are coming with that goal in mind. They want quality, they want a gifty type item that they can sell and be very happy with the product and packaging that they get. And they get that here at America's Mart. this way? Absolutely. Okay. So there are 130 some odd companies here at America's Mart on the Gourmet Temporaries floor. 26 of them are Georgia companies, so almost a quarter of all the companies here are from Georgia, and we're really proud of that. This is a southeastern show, so it covers companies from as far north as Virginia and as far west as Texas. So, make it right right here. It smells really good. Oh my gosh, these are the pecans. This way real
1: quick. You
4: definitely see the Georgia branded products. Absolutely. We've got the
1: school
5: spirit
4: absolutely so in front of the booths we have georgia grown signs if they're a georgia company so they're easy to find for our buyers that are looking for georgia products and they're wanting to support the local economy so we try to make that easily visible Here's a first example that we'll pass by. This is Backyard Safari Company. They make at-home garden kits in egg cartons. They have really great products like a salsa garden that has tomatoes and onions and cilantro, so you grow everything to make your own salsa. Or a pizza kit where you grow peppers and then onions. So it's a really cool company. They're from right here in Georgia, uh, featured regularly on Good Morning America. They have a national presence, and they're from right here in the state of Georgia, proudly Georgia-grown.
1: I'm Sherry Hutchison, and I'm one of the owners of the Backyard Safari Company, along with my husband, Clyde Hutchison. We make a line of gardening kits for adults and for children. They contain six packages of heirloom seeds, garden markers, pencil, fun recipes, everything that the novice gardener needs to
4: So there are eight aisles of companies, all scattered throughout the show, are Georgia companies, but we have one area that's of particular interest. It's called our Georgia Grown Pavilion. It's an incubator section for companies that have not been at the mart more than three times. And Georgia Grown helps support some of the costs as well on the booth spaces for this show. In the incubator, we found our old friend,
1: Lauren Janis of Big Daddy Biscuits. Hey.
6: Big Daddy Biscuits loves being at America's Mart because we make wonderful connections. We like to spread the news about what we're doing, not only in Georgia, but all over the United States. We have interesting people that come, that find us very unique, being able to brand dog biscuits. They love the fact that we source from local Georgia farmers and that we hand-press every single biscuit. And we're the first dog biscuit person here on the floor of America's Mart. I love being part of Georgia Grown because they support us. I mean, we wouldn't be able to be in this incubator space without them. So they want to see us grow, and we grow, and we work together and spread the news of every all the goodness that we all are doing.
2: We also met Natalie King.
6: Ni y'all. I'm Natalie King. I'm the CEO and founder of Chinese Southern Bell, and we have our family recipe cooking sauces, dressings, and marinades, an Asian barbecue teriyaki pineapple. And then we
1: have a sweet chili peach. You uh, make your way around town, and I've seen you at the Inman Park Parade at the festival. Tell us how that came to be. Well,
6: I am the Chinese Southern Belle. I did grow up in Smyrna, Georgia. My parents came here early on. They've probably been here longer than most folks. They came over as students, and they went to Georgia Tech and GSU. We do lots of events around town. I've taught over 300 different cooking classes and demos. We're chef instructors with Cook's Warehouse. We go to offices and homes to do cooking parties. So we travel. And Inman Park is one of the
1: great community events that I love. Can we use food and culture to make the world a better place? So we do different events. Check out our Instagram for a photo of her in a vintage replica Southern Belle gown with a Chinese twist. We learned more about what makes her product a beautiful fusion of cultures. To keep up our energy, we stopped for some caffeine from Spencer Young and Grassroots Coffee. Based in Thomasville, Georgia, super close to the Florida border, it's caught the attention of a beloved Lakeland, Florida brand.
5: So we're a small batch coffee roaster. We just got into Publix in around 160 stores in the state of Georgia. We even
2: got a history lesson about their hometown learning it was once where the railroad ended, which brought a lot of wealthy traders to vacation. It was once known as the Winter Resort of the South.
1: One Georgia city was strongly represented at the Mart. That was Statesboro.
7: David Cork and Cork's Kettle Corn. So we make all different varieties of gourmet popcorn. So this is your side hustle? It is my side hustle. Actually, I went to a Boy Scout event. And I had never tasted kettle corn in my life. This guy was cooking it hot on site there. And so I grabbed a bag of it and started heading back to Statesboro and started eating it. And I was like, this is, I've got to learn how to make this. This It's the best stuff I've ever eaten. So that's sort of how all that began. Kettle corn is our farmer's market in Statesboro, Georgia. Was started, went up there, started selling popcorn at the farmer's market. People started asking me to put it on their shelves and their retail locations. And so it's sort of grown from there.
1: It's going to be a crunch. It's super crunchy. It's
7: good.
1: Woo! I like it. I like it. It's awesome. I know. That was me getting an instant sugar rush.
2: That was us pretty much the entire show, sampling our way through Georgia grown, switching between sweet and savory. Across from the incubator, we got to know another Statesboro based company. Well, technically, it's a tiny town called Brooklyn, about 25 minutes outside with a family who made the decision to become farmers together.
3: My name is Kristen Fretwell, and I'm with Hunter Cattle Company. We are a sustainable family farm, and so we keep making products that our farm produces. So we started out with grass-fed beef, and then people wanted pork, so we started did a sausage line, ended up winning Flavor of Georgia with our hot Georgia night. My brother was making beef jerkies and then was trying to do the dry-aged beef. It's kind of like a biltong, and we're like, dude, we should package this and sell it. So, so we have a soap line product. It's called Meadow Beef. Bloom, that's named after the only granddaughter on the farm. So my parents had 10 grandsons in a row and then the girl
1: came along. So the 10 soaps are actually named after all the boys. We stepped away from the show floor and ducked into one of the quieter tunnels between buildings to learn more about Georgia Grown with Sarah Cook.
4: It's a lot of field trips. I get to go and meet great companies, taste some amazing food products. I do a lot with agritourism as well. So I get to go on farm tours and see animals and see kids learning about ag. and
2: With a passion for farming, We wanted to know if she had a background in farming.
4: So this is a funny story. I am not from a farm family. My family moved down from New Jersey to Georgia when I was six. And I was a city girl in that I lived in a city, a very small city called Ashburn in South Georgia of about 5,000 people. I fell in love with the president of the FFA in high school. I'm actually married to him now. So that was my connection to agriculture. FFA stands for
1: Future Farmers of America. In case you missed that lesson in high school,
4: I'm from a small town in South Georgia called Ashburn. We're right on I 75, about 80 miles north of the Florida line, right between Macon and Valdosta. And uh, we like to say that I'm from the town with the big peanuts. If you're going down I 75 to Florida, um, we're the town that had the big peanut monument right on I 75. And that's a, a marker that a lot of people will recognize. So, Hurricane Michael did a lot of damage to our South Georgia farms. And uh, Ashburn's big peanut monument was no, it was not missed by the, the hurricane's. We've got it in the repair shop now, our local Young Farmers chapter is raising funds to get it restored and put it back in its rightful place. It's got a crown that says Georgia is first in peanuts and that's true today, even from the 1970s till now. Jack Sproul is the director of our marketing division and he has a great analogy. He says we're not interested in planting pecan trees, those you have to plant in the ground and they have to grow for seven years. We're planting peach trees. We're going to plant those, and we hope to have peaches in two or three years. So my strategy is to create this program. We're doing a domestic marketing program where we're helping producers go to domestic trade shows. And I would help more with business development, identifying grocery chains that would like to carry Georgia products. After we parted ways
1: with Sarah Cook, we continued on our adventures on the showroom floor.
2: If you've ever seen a kid in a candy store for the first time, that was Julia at America's Mart.
1: Ha busted, but actually, you weren't much different, Dad.
2: Well, Julia's right. It was truly a smorgasbord as we walked the aisles of not only candy, kettle corn, cheese straws, chocolate, coffee, tea, and so much more. We taste-tested our way through rows of makers as we followed the Georgia-grown signs.
1: From side hustles to full-time gigs, the founders are much like you and us. We learned about the people and stories behind the brands, from multiple family-owned farms turned companies to the unexpected career changers who found their future as food entrepreneurs.
2: As we explored, we met our next guide rather unexpectedly, just Booth browsy. At first glance, we thought she was a family member as she orbited around the booths of Georgia-grown makers.
1: But she quickly took us under her wing and introduced us to several more Georgia-grown makers. Linda was all about telling us other people's stories. But eventually, we got her to pause and tell us a bit more about her work.
7: I I got one more for you. Okay. It's right there. Which family? My name is Linda, and I'm with LEM Ag and Specialty Marketing. We help these entrepreneurs come to market and try to develop their products so that the consumer can recognize their brand and look for it, ask for it, with the Georgia Grown products in the stores. Quality of the products, Georgia Grown, the opportunities that are presented to these family entrepreneurs, that without that support, and when the consumer sees a Georgia Grown logo, knowing the confidence and the quality and that it is a great business that means something to the local economy, then that's what makes me passionate about it. All of these people that we're talking to today have the top quality, highest ingredients, and really a commitment, hard work. They do it themselves. They bring it to market. Our first stop
2: with Linda was a family company with roots in southwest Georgia in a town called Leesburg.
7: My name is David Goodson, owner of Goodson Pecans and also a farmer as well with Goods and Farms. So they're two different businesses, but one in the same, really. So we take the pecans that we farm, shell them, and then we make them into different gourmet-flavored pecans, and then also uh, all-natural pecan butters, if you think peanut butter or almond butter. My dad has been farming for most of his life. 1972, he bought his first official grove. I'm third-generation pecan farmer.
1: They are the winners of a 2019 Good Food Award for their Honey Cinnamon Pecan Butter. After chatting with Goodson, we went to the booth next door to talk to a mother-son company.
5: My name is Neil Amos, and our business is Southern Straws Cheese Straws. My mom is the founder and came on right out of college in 2014. We're a five-year-old company. Originally started selling the cheese straws as Christmas gifts and was just kind of taking them around town to shops. And when I graduated from college, we decided to see where we could take this and we came up to america smart and got in about 30 to 40 shops and that's where we grew from outside of columbus georgia to all over the southeast and from there we've just been growing year after year and um, it's been fun to watch it grow
1: next linda brought us over to meet joe which reiterated (laughs) the unexpected paths that people take to their businesses
5: Young Lacey. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How
1: are you? I'm Julia. Levy. Let me tell you, oh, um, good to see
6: you. Um,
7: nice to see they you.
1: They do a podcast. How you doing? And
7: they're, nice they're to you, sir. tell us a little bit about
2: what
1: you make.
6: We make a barbecue sauce, and it started in about 1990. And the way I got the recipe was I used to trade liquor to an old man who made the barbecue sauce, and he would send it back in the liquor bottles. And when he died, he left me the recipe. What
1: And how have you taken
6: it from there? Well, we started out real small in some little mom-and-pop stores, and it's grown to where we're in some markets.
1: Actually, that reminds me. Let's go back to Diane from the start of this episode, whose grits bits include many flavors and a serendipitous path, too.
0: I had an all-girl rock band with my identical twin during high school, and then I decided I wanted to get a degree in chemistry, so I did that for a little bit. Then I went back to singing, and I ended up touring with Tammy Wynette as her backup singer for a year and wrote two top 15 hits for Debbie Boone. (laughs) Yeah, they did a little article on me in the Atlanta Journal, and they called it From Hits to Grits. I'm from St. Louis originally, so here I am, a good Midwestern girl with a grits empire, so go figure. (laughs) We have cheddar, jalapeno, Vidalia, pimento cheese, sweet Georgia brownie, and sweet cream butter.
2: One common trait we discovered amongst all the companies we met, share a love for Georgia Grown and support each other like an extended family.
7: I love. I love the support and the network that we have from Georgia Grown. Uh, Not only from uh, the folks in the administrative side, from Gary Black to the whole Georgia Grown staff, but we have loved the networking we've got with folks like Southern Straws and Joe Kim's. Just a huge network and support from the whole Georgia Grown network out there. So we've been unbelievably encouraged by that.
1: Oh my gosh, Georgia Grown has been amazing. Um, They have made such an effort for the small vendors. Um, to allow us to participate in in large things like the America's Mart um, with subsidized programs, but also just their support and their advertising. Um, They're a great resource if you have questions and also to network with the other Georgia vendors.
6: And we are very fortunate,
1: feel really lucky
6: and grateful to be part of the Georgia Grown Program. We appreciate their support of small businesses, woman-owned businesses. We're also a minority-owned business. So we're very grateful for that support.
5: You can learn so much from a company that's maybe been in it 10 years, and you're a five-year-old company, and everybody's talking about the different shows that they go to, and it's just a very supportive network.
1: While there were many young companies at the Mart, there were also many who have been around for a long time, including this nostalgic darling of the South.
5: William Putnam.
4: Mary Bryson Stuckey.
5: For Stuckey's Corporation. We are both fourth generation Stuckey family members. We are most famous for our pecan log rolls. Great grandmother actually created the first pecan log roll. And that's what we're famous for. Our company started out with our great grandfather buying and selling pecans. And he went from that to being a broker for pecans. And while he was doing that, asked his wife to start making candy. And that turned into a roadside stand. From the roadside stand, we went into gas stations and restaurants. At one point, we had 350 locations up and down the interstates and highways. We were one of the first people on the interstate.
4: We're getting closer and closer to that 100 year mark, and we're trying to build it up as much as we can when we get there. It's exciting. It's definitely the stories that everybody comes and tells us, Um, especially being here at the Mart, Everybody walks by and just sees the name. And for a second, they stare at it and then come talk to us and tell us about their travels and about the candy and eating way too much of it at a time. And um, leading the billboards leading up to the store and talking about the whole way there. It's been a lot of fun really just hearing generations of stories that our families brought to their family.
2: Inspired and want to start a small business? Here's how you could land a booth in America's Mart in the future and evolve in big ways.
3: We have a dedicated team of staff members here at America's Mart who are tasked with finding the best and latest products to show here. So our team attends other shows, they attend festivals, they are always online and researching and learning from other makers, you know, who could be good fits here. And they go out and they reach out. They contact them. They say, hey, you'd be a good fit to be part of Atlanta. You should consider taking a space here. So what our team will do is look at the the product. Are they more gift? Are they more apparel? Are they candles? Are they more on trend? Are they more shabby chic? Are they, what what's the style of product? And then they find a location on campus that's going to really be the best fit for them. Kind of where their type of buyer is going to be looking for most. I mean, we're a... But many makers, artists, and manufacturers find us on their own. They know about us because in our industry we're a major player. So they'll go online. They'll Google us. They'll, um, they'll look for an opportunity to um, show here. So they'll reach out to somebody on our team. It's always really exciting to see these small brands. They have a great idea. They have a great idea for a product, and they want to get it out there. They'll start in our temporaries. And they might have a 10 by 10 booth and a great idea and a few prototypes to show off. And then in 10 years from now, they may have one of the largest showrooms in our complex and be selling millions of dollars per year. So it's it's really exciting to be able to watch these brands grow and develop.
1: Thank you to International Marketing Centers and Georgia Grown for inviting us to spend time together learning, exploring, and storytelling. We'd also like to thank Andrew Seidenberg for his original music composition.
2: We appreciate you listening to Peach and Prosperity.
1: If you like what you've heard, give us a review.
2: On Apple Podcasts.
1: Or wherever you listen.
2: And follow us on
1: Instagram and Facebook.